have a nice lunch sitting for you. This will be in the car. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's why you're coming. Yeah, okay, now I remember. That's why, that's why we'll be there. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing just great. How are you? I'm good. How's things in the land of DeSantis? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I don't understand why people are allowed to lie. Yeah, especially when you're in a position of power. Right. It it amazes me what I'm seeing. I mean, in the last week alone, um, you know, I guess the, I guess the thing that he signed into law about immigration has pissed off all of the Hispanics in this state, and there's been a bunch of video posted online of like work sites where there's like five people working, yeah, when there's supposed to be hundreds and. Pictures. They're terrified of getting sent back. Yeah, and there's pictures of like empty grocery stores and like I I don't know how Florida is going to survive this. I really don't. But I, I don't, don't think he cares. No, of course not. He's he's not. He's going to launch his fucking presidential run. I guess this week. Under That's what they say. Did you, did you see what his campaign slogan is going to be? No. Make America Florida? Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that's that that somebody leaked that 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 was going to be the campaign slogan. Um and it's like, well, if his state is falling apart, like it's just going to be easy fodder for Trump to be like, "Oh, that's what you want to make this country?" And Trump is technically a resident, so he has just as much right to complain as anybody else about the shit that's going on in Florida, which is really weird. But yeah, I, I don't know how you're doing it. Uh, it yeah, it's it's great. Look forward to <laughs> every day. Yeah, Disney just announced that they're not going to pump a billion dollars into the economy. Yeah, but they're going to pump it into Disneyland instead. Yeah, well, and... You know, I saw this really interesting video. Um, somebody was like, the hidden costs of that decision. And what the, the dude was laying out was the fact that, because DeSantis came out and was like, well, I'm not surprised with how badly they're doing. Right. And so, but the, well, what the guy was saying in the other video was that, like, it's not just the billion dollars. It's also all of those people moving and buying houses. It's all those mm -hmm. people that aren't going to be eating out or getting Starbucks on the way to work. Right. Like it's going to cost several billion dollars to the economy of Florida for being a petty asshole. Right. And he's not seeing it. And I know that I have several friends down there, including you. 
but the people that voted for him deserve whatever happens to that fucking state. Sure. Of course they do. They, they need to fucking suffer you. I'm, and I'm sad that you guys are going to suffer along with them, but like they, they deserve this. They really do. Well, yeah. I, I, it's hard to put things in words. I mean, cause right now he's, he's doing the, the Hitler playbook. Oh yeah. And nobody's noticing that. So what happens when his secret police start rounding people up in the middle of the night and they just start disappearing? Well, I can tell you like, it's definitely being seen outside of Florida. Yeah. Um, the the people that I pay attention to news wise are very adamant about like his fascist um plays Leadings. Here. and like uh-huh. yeah and the fact that he does have a secret police that tried to to arrest the uh, the Democratic head of Florida right like that's not being lost on people and I think once he launches that campaign like all of this shit's gonna start being pushed out because trump's mm-hmm. not gonna want to deal with them and whatever dirt trump has on him he's just gonna push out the the only thing that could positively happen out of this is that so many of these whack jobs on the republican side start running for for president and they just split the votes yeah but you Biden's got a problem. <laughs> he does. And sure. I don't know how to overcome that. I I still haven't seen Kamala stepping up to the plate in any possible way. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, there's It's a it's a shit show. It's a shit show. Shit show. Yeah. You know, I mean Pride festivals are being canceled. They're now making it so that if you're trans and you want to go through reassignment, you've got to be approved by his personal board of directors. Yeah, which is totally un-American. You know, I mean, it, but it, it's right up there with denying women the right to abortion. Yep. It's all you fucking old, nasty people have <laughs> to just drop dead. What's it going to take? Well, I mean, really, I mean, we've had mass shootings almost every fucking day this year. Yep. But it's not the gun's fault. Nope. So, I mean, what is it? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely these pockets of fascist governments within the United States now, Florida and Texas. Mm -hmm. South Carolina governor just said that he wants to hunt Democrats for sport. So why isn't he fucking arrested? Because the state is fucking Republican. They just fucking (sighs) laugh it off. I don't know. It just keeps getting worse. Just keeps fucking getting worse. It does. For sure. You know, and meanwhile, you're seeing all these businesses post these record financial gains, you know, especially the goddamn gas industry. Yep. Fuck them. Yep. 
Yeah, good times. <laughs> well, thanks for getting me all riled up. Hey, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely... While there, there has been positive points, some accountability going on. But not enough. Not enough, but it... There's... Clarence Thomas should be yanked by the fucking curly hairs on his head. Yes. Out of that office. Yes. And so should fucking George Santos. And so should fucking Donald Trump. And all these All idiots. of those people. And, you know, why doesn't, why doesn't, you know, The Rock go off on these people? I don't know. You know, it's, it's just a shitty place to live now. It really is. We're definitely not the beacon of fucking democracy that we used to be. Oh, God, no. But it's okay because Marjorie Taylor Greene says that she feels threatened by a black man because he called her a white supremacist. It's like, well, you know what? If the shoe fits. Is she the one who's getting divorced? No, it's Bobert. Well, they both are getting divorced. But Bobert's going to be the first 36-year-old grandma at the trailer park. Yep. Yep, (sighs) because her 17-year-old fucked a 14-year-old. But we don't talk about that. Oh, God, no, 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 no. It wasn't his fault. After her husband whipped his dick out to a couple of 16-year-olds at a bowling alley. Oh, no, no, no. He was just having fun. But they're the party of family morals. See, that's just it. I mean, everybody who says they're part of that party because of that is a goddamn liar. Yep. Every single one of them. Yep. And it's it's the it's the other thing of like, um, hey, we're um, we're the party of law and order, except for us Republicans. We can lie and cheat and steal all we want, but yeah. God forbid if a fucking Democrat does it. Yep. It's like fuck you, dude. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's time to go. It's just, where do you go? Where do you go? Because, you know, Maine? I, well, because I was thinking about, like, last night when I read that thing about the, the governor saying he wants to hunt Democrats, I was like, I don't want to fucking live in the state. And then it's like, but where do you go? If you or I said that, we would have the FBI yep. knocking on our goddamn doors within an hour. Yep. He'll just say it was a joke and he'll get away with it. <sighs> Biden needs his own secret police. Just start rounding them up. Rounding them up. George Santos is on a gay cruise. Oh, haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence Thomas? Oh, I don't know. He's picking the hairs off a Coke can somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that's an oldie but a goodie for for the young audience. Yeah. Look it up, kids. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the number of shitty people who are in charge of this country yep. is ridiculous. Yep. Every one of these asshole CEOs who bitches that they can't good, good, get good labor because people don't want to work. No, people don't want to work when you're making $240 million a year salary. And they're making minimum wage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then they're they're going to complain. All these assholes complain that the young, the young generation doesn't want to work. And it's like, no, they just want to be able to make a living. Right. They want to be able to buy a house without having 
10 other fucking people their age on the mortgage. Mm -hmm. The American dream is fucking dead and they killed it. And the, the young people today are going to suffer for it. And Mm -hmm. like anybody trying to find a fucking apartment now, I mean, I don't know how you do it without having fucking a ton of, a ton of, um, roommates. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. People suck. They do. Country sucks. They do. They do. <laughs> so the other thing that Disney announced this week was the closing of uh, the Star Cruiser Hotel. Yes. Which is a bit surprising. Mm, is it? Well, um, the only thing that I'm surprised at is that they didn't push it to like a seasonal thing that they would like keep it around, but it's only open in the summer or, you know, at Christmas or something to celebrate life day. I don't know. Well, the problem with that is it's only got a hundred rooms, right? Compared to three, four, 500 in any other hotel. And it's also got a very fat cast. Okay. You've got actors equity, you've got character performers. So it, it somebody didn't do their homework to begin with. And the thing that pisses me off is that having seen it, yeah, a lot of what they're doing on Star Cruiser was originally supposed to be part of Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Galaxy's Edge was supposed to be alive. Right. And not just, you know, the custodial hosts telling you that they're, oh, I'm a rice farmer from the Outer Rim. And, <laughs> you know, people skilled right. at performing. Right. But that was cut due to budget. So they're like, oh, hey, we got a great idea. Let's do this instead. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're saying it's like, well, you know, there's, there's um, you know, soft bookings. Well, now that they've announced their closing, the final up, the final sailing is sold out already. Of course. Well, duh. Of course, because people want to have one last go at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, what blows my mind is all the infrastructure that's there now. Like, what do you do with the building? What do you do with all the shit that's inside it? it well, exactly. What? It can't be rethemed. It would have to be gutted. Well, it's with with it's within the property of a theme park, right? Yes. So it's not like it's not like they can just open it as its own thing. Well, well, that's not quite true. Okay. It's in the parking lot of a theme park. Well, yeah. So if they wanted to, they could redirect traffic. Well, actually, there's already traffic that. To go to the Star Cruiser, you have to take a certain exit. Okay. To go to that part of the parking lot. Okay. But it's at a hundred rooms, you're not going to make it profitable. Right. For an affordable price. So yeah, I mean, what do you do with that then? It's a tough sale. Do you? I mean, with the with the infrastructure that's there in the building, 
Right. Do they rent it out for special events? Do they do like a Star Wars themed special event in there and just don't worry about the room? <sighs> Again, they would have to charge so much for that special event to make it worth the effort. Okay. It's it's such a weird thing that happened. Mm-hmm. That it, they were just like they were just like all right we're done yeah shutter it Let's... apparently the 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 cast and the people working over there had no idea it was coming imagineering was working on some changes and some new merchandise ideas <sighs> and it's like that's your fucking problem is you're working on merchandise ideas right i mean what's ray gonna do now with her fancy lightsaber that she's got to put on the ground Exactly. You know, that's another half-assed thing. <laughs> it's like if you can't fucking do it right, then you don't do it. Right. But they don't want to hear that. They just want to see dollar signs. Well, they want to see dollar signs and they want to stroke their own egos. I mean, I think the key people involved in that project should be fired. But yeah. they'll just find a place at some other company that does similar work because of, you know, the clout. It's like, oh, that was an amazing project. Yeah, but it failed because nobody could afford it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. It is, but, I mean, I I honestly don't don't really... I'm not surprised. Oh, I'm not surprised either. I'm just, I'm not surprised that, that, um, it didn't last in its, in its incarnation. I'm just more surprised that they killed it all together, that they didn't try to figure out another way to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's a whole lot to put out there to then just be like, all right, we're done. I mean, they could have closed it, but not say it's shutting down forever. And then regrouped and then looked at the numbers and then did some legitimate um, market surveys to find out what it would, you know, how it would support the show that's currently in there. Right. Because when you think about it, it's like all these other resorts have, you know, high roller suites, but they have one or two. This right. has got a hundred of top of the line. And, and OK, and, and, and this thing, I mean, you've seen pictures of the inside of it. Mm-hmm. The bedroom has a king size bed, a fold down cot and bunk bed cubbies right that are supposed to look like the millennium falcon inserts sure yeah how is that luxury yeah and for what was it five thousand dollars a person uh or was it five thousand dollars it's like two thousand a person okay you're nice you're not getting that from the average star wars fan no. It's a very limited version. Like I knew that I was never going to go. Right. I didn't have any, I, I never had any 
illusion that there would be a day that I stayed at the star cruiser. It was just going to be one of those things where like, Oh, that's one of those overpriced things that I'm never going to get to do. Right. And that's, that's probably 99% of the star Wars fans out there. Sure. If you're going to Disney and you're taking a fucking family, you've already scraped by to get in. Right. And do the things that you want to do without being pigeonholed into something for two days. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very small group of people. And maybe that's why there's only a hundred rooms. Maybe they were like, you know, we're looking out for like the future or whatever, but they're not because then all of a sudden it was like, you know, when they started to cancel bookings, I was like, they're in trouble. Right. But never thinking that they'd go. I, I thought it would drop to like, there's only certain flights out of the, the starport, And it's like, you know, June to August and like October and November and December or something like you would start to see gaps in them and be a more specialized thing. But never in my wildest dreams was I like, oh, they're just going to shut it all down. Right. Well, the seasonal thing, too, is that you still have to have staff there maintaining it. You can't just shut the whole place down, you know, and then come back in four months and expect everything to be as you left it. Yeah, I get that. It was a stupid idea. Well, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. It was an awesome idea that was failed to be executed properly. Yes, I agree with that. And I feel the same way about that that I did about like when Galaxy's Edge first opened and it was like, there's never going to be any like legacy characters walking around in here. It's it's its own story. And I was like, that's fucking dumb. Well, and that's part of why those people involved in this should have been fired, because they're the ones who are barking about, oh, well, you know, we don't want to make this a museum piece. This is going to be something that's continually evolving. And then you killed Kylo Ren in the movie. (laughs) And suddenly, hey, guess what? It's a goddamn museum piece. Well, and like, (laughs) like. You know, they, they did all this stuff like they put the the rectangular um, radar dish on the Falcon. Right. Which is there for one movie. Mm-hmm. And then it gets knocked off and then they put a round one back on. Right. And it's like, so you've already killed any idea that like this is happening. The whole storyline of like there's a there's a resistance spy in here that we're looking for is dumb. I don't even know if she's still there. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, all of a sudden, you do all this stuff in the beginning, and then the actors leave, or, you know, that they decide that they they have too much, they have too many people, so they're going to start laying people off or whatever. Right. And, like, it's fine for, like, stormtroopers because their faces are hidden. Right. But the minute you put a face character out there, then you're kind of fucking stuck. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, oh, the Mandalorian's there. Well, he doesn't fit into the original story. Right. So what the fuck? Are we not doing <laughs> the story anymore? Like, right. I don't know. I did see a great video on, I think it was Instagram, where there were a couple of stormtroopers trying to get out of a gate and they couldn't because yeah. it was locked. And 
they had to have like cast members come over to help them open the gate. I mean, it was oh, really, really pathetic. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So what other bad news you want to talk about? I don't have any other bad news on my list. Oh, good. Yeah. So what have you been watching? So I did my homework last week. Yes. Um, and I watched the casino episode of Pink Ladies. Okay. And the there was a shot during the song uh-huh where there were slot machines with legs uh-huh and apparently they, the the slot machines were raining coins out of them on the people's faces golden shower baby <laughs> like what am i watching what the fuck happened wait a minute yeah it was truly one of the weirdest episodes of television of just television that I think I've seen in a really long time. Right. Um, yeah, they were smoking weed to before they went in and this was like the dream song of when they were high. Right. But like, I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and then what did you think of the play? <sighs> I mean, it was very typical of a high school play. Um, it was well I mean except for the I last mean, the minute. bad acting well the bad <laughs> acting yeah but like the you know the last minute like you've got to go on because we don't want the butch girl on there anymore or whatever that storyline was right I was just like all right whatever yeah that, it was a bizarre episode <laughs> and this week's was weird too with the prom or the yeah I was just like, all right, whatever. I mean, I'm kind of just watching to see how bad it gets now. It's only two episodes left. I know. I'll be surprised if it gets renewed. Yeah, I don't I don't really see how it would come back. I don't know what other stories they can tell, really. No. I mean, is it, you know, Danny in his freshman year? like why would you do that I mean well they brought back Rizzo and um, what's his name or what's her name Frenchie yeah Um, and you know it's what I don't think necessarily when you when you produce a show that's based on an existing work that you have to make the characters you're bringing back related to the new characters. Okay. Because you come to find out that Rizzo's brother is one of the T-Birds. Right. And that Frenchie's sister created the Pink Ladies. And it's like, couldn't the T-Birds just have been a thing? Like, does it have to connect to everybody that we know from the first film? Like, yes, I don't, that shit is weird to me. And the, the weirdness of like, um the was it the I guess it was the the dance episode the prom episode or whatever where they have the big song and dance about crushes in yep. the the burger place. Mm-hmm. 
And like, I just, it, none of this shit makes sense to me anymore. <laughs> and I was just like, this doesn't fit with the aesthetic of a fifties TV show. Right. And they're beholden to the movies now. And it's like, cause we talked about it last time. Like every single episode is a line. The title is a line from Greece. Right. And it's like, you don't have to do that. You can make your own thing. <laughs> like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. But that's hard, Chris. That's hard. I guess. It just, it's weird, man. Yes. I don't know. But it may be in two episodes it'll be over and that's all we'll have to deal with this anymore. Yeah. Um, but I also watched the Michael J. Fox um, yes. documentary. And you were right. It was very hard to watch. Yes. I am still trying to find out the about the voiceover. Okay. Because when he talks, there's a very definite slur to his words, obviously, because he's got Parkinson's. Right. A lot of the talking over shots of his films, though, are very clean. Well, I wonder if he recorded them and then they went in and AI'd the hell out of them. Um, well... It's either that or they're using the same technology that they used for Darth Vader in um, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Where they went because there's a whole gigantic library of Michael J. Fox talking. Oh, they you know. They feed that in and then they just type out what they want. Sure. But I didn't see anything in the credits that alluded to that software. Hmm. And normally that stuff is in the credits. So. Right. Because there was a very definite, like, at at some point in the documentary, he is talking about, or I guess he's reading out of a book or something. And I guess he's supposed to be reading it for, like, a book on audio, like an audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's reading his book. And it's significantly different sounding than the rest of the VO. Mm. And so I was like, because in the Val Kilmer one, they had his son do it. Right. Because his son sounds just like him. Sure. And so I was like, maybe one of Michael J. Fox's kids, maybe his son sounds like him. But then his son's in it and it's like, no, he doesn't sound like him at all. Right. But I mean, it's super hard to watch. It's the scene where he's walking with his therapist Mm -hmm. down the street and the woman says good morning to him. And he turns around to say good morning and he falls. Yes. And he's on the ground. She's like, I am so sorry. And he's like, this is just my life. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I would be as good willed as he is. Mm -hmm. Um, He has seemed to accept this wholeheartedly. And, you know, there's all those shots where like he sits down with the interviewer and they're like, what's why do you look different? And he's like, oh, I broke my face. Yeah. And he's just matter of fact about it. He's just like, I walk around, I trip over something, I break something, they fix me. Mm hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't, I can't imagine that being somebody's life. I, I did, you had, you had talked about, um, like the shots of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had read an article with the director who had talked about 
they had no idea how to show some of the stuff that they wanted to show. Okay. And so um, the editor, as a placeholder, put in some footage of like Secret of My Success or Bright Lights Big City or one of those. Okay. Into what Michael J. Fox had been talking about. And they were able to match it up where the director and I guess Michael J. Fox looked at it and went, that's, it kind of fits. So let's just run with it. And so I like, there were scenes where they reenacted some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like them pointing out his work. I think, sure. I think like he kind of deserves to be shown how he was. Right. Um, but I was, I was very surprised at the amount of behind the scenes footage they had for like family ties. Mm hmm. Cause there was a couple of like him on the set where they're shooting the creator. Right. And it's definitely like the creator and it's definitely like in rehearsal and stuff. And it's like, I never dreamed that there'd be like behind the scenes shit that they had for that. And so much of it. And so much of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, they get to they get to the point where they're talking about um, Spin City. Right. And he starts talking about, like, he couldn't control his left hand, so, like, he started to use it. And, like, he's constantly picking stuff up. And, and then they started to show things where he didn't have in his hands, where his hands were just, like, moving. And it was like, that, it's amazing that nobody ever picked up on it. Right. That he had just, he was able to just use it as, you know, part of the character. And, but looking back at it now, it's like, oh, okay. Like he was, he was very sick there and he just Mm -hmm. never let it be known. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting watch for sure. But you have to be prepared to be like a little broken up over it. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole shot of him going to meet i don't know if it's the filmmaker or the interviewer or whatever in the hotel or the apartment whatever it is okay and the way that he's walking yeah and having so much difficulty yeah it's like oh my god you know this this kid i grew up with yep is going through this horrible horrible situation and he doesn't want any help he's all he's all about like doing it himself sure like you know, the thing like he can't stop, he can't help himself, but to try to do it because that's who he is. Right. And it's just, it's sad to see somebody that was on top of the world. Like at one point he was the most famous actor in the world. Sure. And it all went away. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it's, it's quite sad. And I'm, I'm glad that he's open enough to share it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, a very positive thing that he's telling his own story, just like Val Kilmer did. Yeah. Before he can't. Right. Before it's somebody else giving the narrative. Yeah. And there's that, there's that heartbreaking closing shot of where he's walking down the beach with his family. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, th- most of them have grown up with him like this. Right. So it's nothing, it's nothing new for them, but like anybody that knew him before, and just the the f- force of acting that he was mm-hmm. to see him like that is just I don't know it's heartbreaking. But 
another thing that I watched that we had talked about last week was uh, Mayhem, Muppet Mayhem. Yeah. I really like this show. I, I did too. I think they nailed the right mix of cameos. We are we are on episode eight. Okay. Um, we just so watched you've... the one with Kevin Smith. Okay. Which I thought was the weakest one that we've seen so far, but you know, right. Um, but in having never been a like huge Dr. Teeth fan, mm-hmm. um, I've always been a fan of animal. I think animals probably one of my favorite Muppets. So going into this, I was like, cool. I get to see animal. Right. The writing is so well done mm-hmm. in this. Um, the it's written it's not written as a kid show no and it shouldn't be no and that's I think that's what I was afraid of I think yeah I was afraid that Disney was going to be like this is going on Disney plus mm-hmm. so it needs to be Muppety right and it's not and there's there are allusions to Dr. T's sex life. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there seems to be like some real turmoil that they're trying to work through in a couple of episodes, but there right. was, there's so many funny laugh out loud things. Right. That I super appreciated. Like even in the weird cameos, like they have dead mouse mm-hmm. at one point and they don't call any attention to it. But all of the mayhem are wearing little dead mouse helmets. Yes. Which is fucking hysterical. Like, like all of that stuff. There's a bunch of background stuff that happens. I think it's, I don't know if it's an episode one or two, but they're in the van. Right. And animal is in the back seat behind the beads. And every once in a while, he's just pushing the beads out of the way. And mm-hmm. he's like following them. And like, he's making these funny faces and stuff. And it's like all that shit's just in there and they're not right. calling really any attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's how the original Muppets were. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then it changed to we need to watch as many of these as we can today because this is fucking funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. And w- like you had said last week, I'm not sure this is will will save the Muppets, right? Into whatever they're gonna do, but I I really like this. I I really hope that there's a second season. Mm-hmm. But you begin to 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 look at like I don't know if you did, but like I have this weird thing, especially with the Muppets of looking at their construction and seeing how they're animated and stuff. And there are, there are certain Muppets that have like Dr. Teeth that have people doing the hands yep, and then he, somebody doing the mouth. And then there's ones that have like puppeted hands. Um, but I was really shocked at how weird Dr. Teeth looks without a beard. Yeah, because there's those flashbacks when his mom. When he's wants a kid. To, yeah, and yeah. and like he's just constantly smiling. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not, it wasn't, I don't feel like it was ever designed for that. He was designed to be singing all the time. Right. And so like, you know, that, that expression works with that. But like all of a sudden you see him younger with no beard and he's supposed to kind of be sad because he can't like play music. Right. But he's got this big stupid grin on his face all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's weird. It's one of those things that like you start looking at and it's like, Oh, Okay that's the way that they constructed it for that. And it's not, you know, like the gold tooth is supposed to be his great grandfather's floss. Right. Thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sure. There were several times though, with like some of the early, like, I don't know who the cameos are in the last couple, but like some of the music people, I had to turn to my daughter and be like, who's that? And she's like, that's Kesha. And I was like, who's Kesha? You know Kesha. I wouldn't know her if I fell over her, man. And I'm really surprised I got Morgan Freeman, but... Yeah. You know, I guess maybe because he was on the electric company. I know it's not the same thing as... As, um... Sesame maybe he's Street. a big fan. And they asked him and he was like, yes. Yeah, maybe. I did the when when Kevin Smith popped up, mm-hmm. I I really was did like cringe, a little bit, and I said <laughs> and I said to my daughter, I was like, if he mentions his, his heart attack, I'm turning it off. But he didn't, and they took some shots at him in the dialogue. So, yes, you know I, that was okay. <laughs> He's way too animated. Like when he's like talking about like the documentary and stuff and he's doing all the shit with his hands. Yes. I'm like, okay. It's like, you're not a Muppet. You don't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was really well done. I can't wait to see the last couple. Yeah. It, it, it ends on a very satisfying note. Good. Do we think they're getting a second season? Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> Maybe this will be the thing that has like a lot of ratings for Muppets. And they're like, oh, we need to do more of this. Could be. Could be. I loved the Taylor Swift fans. Oh, have you not seen them yet? Oh, what? I don't know. When they're on the road trip, these these four oh, women. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's 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 really done well. Mm-hmm. Brings me back to my child. Look, when when in the first episode when they're painting the house and they're singing, can you picture that? Uh huh. I was like, this is this is great. Like you can't get any better than this. No, I mean the the music was perfect. Yeah. The you know the covers and the old stuff. It's like yeah, I mean knocked it out of the park for me. Nice. I just wish that. And, you know, maybe, I mean, the guy who wrote it is Adam F. Goldberg, who wrote the Goldbergs. Okay. So maybe they'll let him do something else. He's not the guy that works with Seth Rogen all the time, is it? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, Because I thought he had... 
Um, Adam F. Goldberg. No, I don't think this is the guy. I know Seth Rogen always works with a guy, and I thought his net, his last name was Goldberg. I mean, I'm sure there's more than one well, writer with that, the last name Goldberg. Yeah, well, that's why this guy is Adam F. Yeah. Because there's another. Okay. Adam Goldberg. Oh, he wrote Fanboys. That weird breaking into Skywalker Ranch movie. Is that the one with the uh, the guy from Fantastic Beasts? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So, I mean, he's hit and miss, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this was good. Um, all the in-production for stuff is like documentaries and stuff. So maybe they'll documentary for the recently deceased. A documentary about Beetlejuice. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure. Maybe he's big in the documentaries now. Speaking of that, did you see the pictures of, um, um, what's her name back on set? Winona, Winona, Winona Ryder? Yeah. I saw her behind the wheel of a car. I didn't know if that was from the set or if that was like her driving to the set. I, I, I thought I saw one that had a camera in it. So I'm wondering if, oh, you know, okay. she's riding back to somewhere. Yeah. Um, I saw all these people that were like, why would she still look like that? Why would she still look like she did when she was 16? And it was like, because Lydia was obsessed with death and dying. Right. I'm like, why should she change who she is? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck, man? And it's a fucking movie. Like, what the hell? It's a movie about dead guy. <laughs> I also finished um, Florida Man. Yeah. And it, it was an interesting ending. It very much was. You kind of thought it was all going to go one way and it went a totally different way. Yeah. And I thought it was very weird that like, um, Clark Gregg's character like just helps them cover up a body Uh huh. after all of that shit. And it's like, uh, okay, sure. Sure. And, and I don't know if I wanted the two to wind up together, like the, the main two. Right. But I guess, you know, whatever. I guess it's a love story. Oh, is that what it was? I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is, I guess. I mean, it was, I guess. it was fun for what it was, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I I liked, was it the, the very last scene where the woman shows up at the motel? Yeah. And it's like, this is my motel. But so those two people who were running the hotel weren't former employees, obviously. No, there's a there's a line in there somewhere where they they tell the main guy that like after after the hurricane, one of the hurricanes, they just abandoned it. And so they just took it over and started to work there Uh, and fixed it up. But they didn't have that was like when they, they. what's his name needed a gun and they had like 
the little wall cut out with the gun and like all the money in there. Yes. And they were they were like, yeah, we can't go to the cops. It was good. I mean, it was something to watch. So. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. But it was, yeah, it was something to watch. It was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What have you been watching? Uh, I've been catching up on some movies. Yeah, what'd you watch? Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-huh. Amazing. Way better than it should be, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think any movie that has Gina Rodriguez in it, is it Gina Rodriguez? Michelle Rodriguez? Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. In it is a B movie. Okay. You know, it's, and um, no, I mean, this was really well done. I could see this becoming a franchise. Did you catch the cameo of the 1980s cartoon characters? Yes. Yeah. I mean, just amazing. Like, yep. Wasn't expecting that, and all of a sudden they show up, and I'm like, I know who they are. Yes. Did you catch the other cameo? I'm sure you did. The gelatinous cube? No. What was the other one? No, I mean, it was kind of in your face. It was uh, Michelle Rodriguez's former boyfriend, husband. Yeah. I mean, we'll just spoil the shit out of it. Like, Bradley Cooper is in a Dungeons & Dragons film. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he's he is her, like, the little guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bradley Maybe. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, he comes on screen, and I'm like, no way. There's no way they got him for a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I don't know if he's a fan. I don't know if he plays in his off time. Yeah. You know, part of that big Hollywood group. But like, I was shocked. But good on him for being able to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Because you'd think, like, you know, he's a big time director now and like he is well I mean he did um Star is Born and like got big accolades for that and shit oh okay <laughs> haven't seen it no. not a big Lady Gaga fan not at all no not okay. as an actress okay she wasn't good in American Horror Story no no okay fair enough haven't seen that yeah <laughs> Not to my liking. Okay. Hey, but you don't have to like everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, I really loved it. Um, I also saw Renfield. Okay. Wow. Was that good? <laughs> another, another really weird, like this should not be as good as it is movie. Mm hmm. Cause you look at like the storyline and like, Nicholas Cage and you're like this is just going to be schlock but it's really well done yeah even with Aquafina in it yeah <laughs> yeah was that where you drew the line where you're like eh I just I, yeah <laughs> I'm just not a big fan of her no, because she plays the same character all of the time. And it's, she's not a likable character. She's kind of a bitch. Yeah. So why would you want to... Yeah. Maybe she's got a built-in audience. Maybe, like, she's... Like, 
they know that a certain her audience will show up for all this so they're just like fuck it put her in but yeah I mean it's way bloodier than I thought it was going to be um you know the action scenes were done really well mm-hmm Uh, what's his name? Ben Schwartz was funny in it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's another movie that should not be as good as it is. No, and I love the fact that they refilmed the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi. Yep. With Nick Cage doing it. Yep, and I um so I was talking to somebody about this at work, um because they hadn't seen it yet, and I said, do yourself a favor. And go rewatch the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi before you see this. And they were like, why? I said, because there's scenes in there that you're going to be like, oh, okay, I get it. It's very, it's very well done. Yes. And the whole twist to it, that it wasn't, you know, just Dracula running around killing people. He aligns himself with, with, you know, basically the mafia of their little town. And yep. So, um, yeah. Yep. You do this and I'll, I'll get me, get me people to eat and I'll help you like run the town or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And if they ever decide to redo star Wars, a new hope, I think Nick cage would be perfect for uncle Owen past stormtrooper <laughs> attack. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, Nick Cage has really come into his own. I know he gets a lot of shit for like the overacting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he well, is, this was perfect for that. Well, but that's the thing. He's now picking things. This, the one that he did with, um, where he plays himself, the unbearable weight of massive talent, or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. That's an amazing movie because he's playing into it now and he's found that niche of like, you want fucking crazy Nick Cage? I will give you crazy Nick Cage. Right. And he just owns it. And like he, it's, it's, he's just picking stuff where it just works so well for him. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, very well. I was very surprised. Yeah. Um, I I do believe that I've been desensitized to the gore. <laughs> Just didn't bother me at all. Okay. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. I think, I do think that we've reached a point where you're like, you know, as, as a movie going audience, you, you look at stuff and you're like, all right, that's fake, whatever. Right. Like they're not really ripping people's heads off and stuff, but, but I mean, at the same time, like it's not billed as like a gory movie. And I think, I think if you go into it thinking that it's just going to be like a fun romp with Nicolas Cage and you don't like that kind of shit, Mm -hmm. you've got to be made aware of like that. You may not like this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that that actress who is the mother of the of the Lobo clan. Yeah, the the one from she's in. Um... Yeah, that one. 
God. Um, the Expanse. The Expanse. She's in yes. The Expanse. She's the voice of Gozer in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, she is? Yeah. No, I think I knew that. Yeah, it's Olivia Wilde, and then she's the voice. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good time all around. Yeah, it was it was very well done. Yeah. And then I watched Quantum Mania. Oh, we watched that last night, too. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. good. It's fresh in your mind. It is, and I wish it wasn't. It was... <sighs> Go on. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to start. It was interesting in that they, um, took us to a world we've never really seen in a lot of detail before. Right. But some of it was just so stupid. <laughs> like drink the goo. <laughs> yeah. There's, this movie has some amazing designs in it. Uh-huh. The dude with the glass head. Oh yeah. He's that's amazing. The the little guys that are running around that have like infinity stones on their head, like they're colored yep. to be like the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of those things that like the design of Kang City is very cool. Mm-hmm. But 90% of the film is shot in front of a green screen. Right. And it looks like it was shot there. There's mm-hmm. no depth to any of it. There were shots when they get to uh, the quantum universe where I was like, that's a really bad key. There's, mm-hmm. They are just literally putting them in front of shit and making them act. There's nothing there. It's It's like old school late nineties in the middle of a green screen stage where there's nothing around for them to look at. I mean, it was just, it's bad. It's literally just, there's no other word for it. It's bad. Yeah. It's It's got none of the stuff that made the first two enjoyable. Right. All the humor's gone. The three guys that he runs around with, they're funny. They're not they're in not it. They're not there, right? I mean, David Dashmelian is in it as the dude with no holes. Oh, like, okay. Like, that's his voice. Okay. So while he was in it, it's not the character that he was in the first two. You got no Michael Pena. Um, it's not... One of, the, one of the great things about Ant-Man is that it's a comedy heist. And right. this is just another Marvel adventure movie and the set pieces don't look good. The, the CGI doesn't look good. Don't get me started on MODOK. Right. Like MODOK was horrible. Like, so they bring back a character from the first movie and then you make, why are you not just shooting his head and then digitally putting it on the model? Mm-hmm. Like they took his head, sculpted one, and then animated it, and the animation was terrible. Doesn't look like the dude at all. Right. And I was like, 
Okay, so your brand of humor then is showing his butt when he gets sent to the quantum realm. And that was like the funniest thing in the movie. And like, I didn't even laugh at it. And it was like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. I mean, Bill Murray was kind of wasted. Yep. It's kind of like, oh, well, you know, we're paying for this guy. We may as well use him. Yep. But he's not, he's not funny in it. He's kind of a dick. Yep. It's all just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know if Marvel was just like, we've got to get, we've got to introduce Kang and this is where we're going to do it. But it's funny because Kang will look completely different when they recast him. Right. And right. So like, I'm sure they can work that into the mid credit scene where all the Kangs are together. But, you know, I got it. I got to wonder if Loki being pushed back to September is so that they can refilm the, the, shots of Kang with a new actor. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, because I've also hearing now that uh trailer for the new Loki dropped and they don't show that scene with Kang in the Loki trailer. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was supposed to be right out of like season two. Right. So like it wouldn't surprise me if they couldn't do anything for this. But moving forward, like they just cut him out and they just start doing whoever the new actor is going to be and just digitally putting him in there. Right. But I mean, I think Marvel definitely has a problem with the amount of visual effects they're trying to pull off and the way that they treat their animators. Well, yeah. I mean, that's industry wide. Yeah. And it shows here. It shows that they were not given enough time to do half of what they were supposed to do. I mean, and I'm a little tired of every Marvel movie coming down to two guys punching each other. Yeah. There's got to be a better way to end superhero movies. I don't know what that is. But I just feel like every single Marvel movie ends with two digital characters punching each other. Right. And I I had read that the original idea for the ending was for Scott and Hope to be trapped. See, that's kind of what I thought they were going for. Yeah. And you can tell there was a bunch of reshoots because the blood on Scott's face changes dramatically between shots. Yeah. And so I think they came back with um, either. Well, I don't know if they do test audiences for Marvel, but somebody looked at it and said, well, that's kind of a depressing ending. But that would have been better. Like if if you wondered where the fuck he was going to be, like how they get back. But they needed the happy, feel good. Welcome back, Cotter ending. Yeah. And it was like, why? Why couldn't they? Why couldn't you just cut the credits there? That would have been amazing. I mean, it wouldn't have helped the rest of the movie, but it would have been a good ending. Mm-hmm. I did see something. Um, there's a lot of people once he comes back and that and welcome back hotter thing where there's a lot of people wearing green and purple, which is Kang's colors. Right. As he wonders if he did the right thing. 
Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they felt like the ending needed more of a, not a cliffhanger, but like a, like a moment of doubt, whether Ant-Man like really fucked this up. Yeah. Okay. But even then, like there's no doubt that they're doing Kang. Right. Like it could have gone from Scott being trapped in the quantum realm to the shot with all the Kangs, you'd know that like, that's still happening. So I don't know. I, I can't figure out what their play is, but this is not one of those movies that I'm going to go back and watch. No, I, it's, it's on a par with the Dr. Strange for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. Great. I can say that I've seen it. You know, I can have a discussion about it, but it's not one of those that I'm going to go back and be like, we should watch quantum mania because there's just nothing really great about it. Except for the designs. No, but I will say that Michelle Pfeiffer looks great. Oh yeah. She looks her age. She doesn't look like plastic Jane Fonda. (laughs) And she's just, you know, embracing it. And I hope it leads to, you know, more good projects for her. You don't think they're digitally touching her up? Oh, I'm sure there's something being done. (laughs) But when you look at all these other people, it's it's just, you know, like, okay, so let's talk about this. All right. Did you see the new cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition? Oh, with um, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, yeah. She's plastic. She <laughs> didn't even have to show up for the shoot. <laughs> no, eighty-year-old woman's chest looks like that. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, you don't think that's kind of saggy? Uh, she's it, she's definitely touched up. I mean, yes. At at eighty, for sure, her face should not be that smooth. No. Nope, 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 nope. I mean, there's definitely a reason why she's not sitting straight up. <laughs> Scoliosis? <laughs> she's not taking her Beneva? Well, I'm thinking more of her middle section is not what would be, oh. you know, <laughs> swimsuit edition ready. Well, and you know, I mean, I bet those aren't even her boobs. I thought those are her knees. <laughs> Oh, maybe the maybe the weed she smokes with uh, Snoop is you know really paying off. I don't know. Maybe it's rejuvenation. CBDs get miraculous uh, powers. (laughs) That's what I hear. Um, there's a couple of other pictures if you Google Martha Stewart, um, Sports Illustrated where they show like other pictures from her shoot. Yeah. And I mean, she's definitely got a stomach on her. Yeah. Every single one, you know, as you do is manipulated to show her best side, I guess. But yeah, nothing on her looks 80. No. Although her arms look 
older. There's a shot where she's sitting in the white um, swimsuit where she's got like her hand resting yes. on her knee and the other one up to her mouth. Oh, uh, I don't see that one. Oh. Her arms definitely look older. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a shot of her in a red dress against a wall. Yeah. Where she looks like an old lady except for the you know, 40 year old face. Yeah. Hey, good for her. I mean, what was, did they say why they picked her for sports illustrated? Uh, I don't know. Cause they're woke. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're being inclusive to older people. Sure. I mean, even though she's plastic, I guess, you know, at 80, good on her. Because, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of Martin Scorsese at Cannes this past mm, week. No. But that's an 80-year-old that looks like he's 80. Actually, he looks sure. like he's 110. <laughs> And he's standing next to De Niro, who's 79, and it's like, yes, these two guys have changed cinema, but maybe don't bring Marty out if he's not up to it. Because <laughs> he definitely doesn't look like he wants to be there. Oh, so apparently she's one of four different covers. Oh, okay. So one's Megan Fox. One's the singer Kim Petras. No idea who that is. She, she, I, I, she is the trans singer who was with Sam Smith. Oh, okay. On whichever award show that was. I guess she's the one he sings the song with. So our... Republicans going to go nuts that they put a trans person on the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated? Oh, I'm sure they are. They're going to boycott. <laughs> but what's Don Jr. going to whack off to? You know he's paying for trans hookers. <laughs> Just like daddy. Just like daddy. <gasps> okay, I mean, hey. I'm sure this will cause controversy for somebody. Fucking stupid people. Well, yeah, we don't want to focus on the real, you know, problems. anything important <laughs> like the debt ceiling. Yeah. Well, just default in the world economy will collapse and we'll be trading fucking beans for whatever. That'll be great. Dystopia, here we come. So speaking of old guys, um, uh -huh. they had the premiere for the next Indiana Jones film at Cannes. Mm -hmm. uh, Harrison Ford looks like he had some Botox or something done before he went. He's a little smooth for 80 as well. Is he? Yeah. You, they weren't just de-aging him? No. In real time? <laughs> yeah. Um. 
the people that saw it have mixed reviews on this movie. Yeah, I hear it's got the worst Rotten Tomatoes score of all five. Yeah. But then I've heard other people saying it's great. See, I'm I'm going to have to wait to watch it to make my decision. Right. Um, because there are too many people out there that want Raiders of the Lost Ark and not an 80-year-old Harrison Ford. Right. You have to kind of take it for what it is. Um, you know, he, he got very emotional at Cannes during his interview. Yes, where I saw he was, some footage of that. He is very proud of the movie. It's the movie that he wants to leave on. Um, and I have a lot of faith in James Mangold. Mm-hmm. He has done, he was able to take Logan slash Wolverine and end that character until they bring him back in Deadpool um, in a really satisfying way. And I feel like he's got a shot to do it here. I don't know how much of this is people being pissed because it's the end of Indiana Jones, but you know, whatever. Is it? Well, until they do like short round movies. Yeah. And you know, they bring in Harrison Ford for a day and de-age him for, you know, passing the torch on to short round. I mean, then it'll be like, Indiana Jones Chronicles slash short round. And, you know, we'll have a whole bunch of new adventures. Right. Which is fine. I'm still really anxious to see how they explain the absence of Marion and Mutt. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's, he's a player. I guess. I mean, I thought it would have been perfect if they brought back Marion, Kate Catshaw, and Alice and Duty. <laughs> well, Alice and Duty's dead in the universe. Yeah, I guess. She falls down the big hole. Yeah. But did you see a body? <laughs> she climbs could have taken her out. <laughs> she could be like a robo-Nazi. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Robo Nazi, so she's living in America. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to bring back Willie Scott. Yes. Um. You know, I don't know. I'm sure she'd come do the movie, even though Spielberg isn't involved, unless he's a producer. When's the last time we've seen her in public? So, um, there was a music video. Oh, you told me about that. That Spielberg shot on an iPhone where Kate Capshaw was pushing him around in a chair to get the shots. So she's been, she's been in public. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think she looks bad for her age. I'm trying to see if who's listed as producers. Kathleen Kennedy. Okay, so 
Lucas, Spielberg, and Blake Simon are all... No, he's an associate producer. Spielberg and Lucas are executive producers. Kathleen Kennedy is a producer. Frank Marshall is a producer. So it's all the same people. Yeah. And James Mangold directing. So, I mean, I think it's got a really good shot. I think you just have to go in with the right mindset. Yeah, definitely. I mean, apparently the first, like, 18 minutes of the movie is a flashback. Well, I guess that's good. I hope the I hope the the aging holds up for all for all of it. Because if they showed us the best of it in the trailers, that's going to suck. I wonder how much of it was actually like de aging and how much of it was um, like deep fakes. I'm sure we'll find out eventually. Yeah. But that's what June. Is it? When does that come out? Um, release date is June 30th. So that that's something to look forward to at least. Yeah. And two weeks before that is the flash. Which I think looks interesting. Yeah. Have I told you my new theory about the flash? What now? Well, it's flashpoint, right? So yes. if you're familiar with flashpoint, um, Barry goes and stops his mom from getting killed, which changes the future. Right. And instead of Bruce Wayne, it's Thomas Wayne. And I think that Michael Keaton is playing Thomas Wayne. Oh, I think they're doing flashpoint as it was written. And that, um, the reason Ben Affleck is in it in the beginning is for the stark contrast of it's not Bruce. Bruce gets killed outside of the um, the movie theater. Right. And Thomas Wayne survives in that universe, which explains why Batman is older. It explains okay. why Batman coming up in the 80s instead of whenever Ben Affleck's Batman came out would have the 89 car would have the 89 um, Batcave instead of all of the future shit that we saw with Ben Affleck mm, okay and I think that this is just people have seen Michael Keaton and went oh he's playing Bruce Wayne but I don't think they've ever said that right you know there's there's a there's a line in the trailer that talks about his parents being killed, but 
if Marvel movies have taught us anything is never trust the fucking trailer <laughs> because they change shit in the trailer to keep shit hidden. Right. And so I think that we're going to find out that the reason why Michael Keaton is playing it is because he's not playing Bruce. He's playing Thomas. But we'll see if that theory is correct. Huh. Okay. It, it explains so many things of like why Affleck's in it as well as Michael Keaton. True. But we'll see. Wow. Okay. All right. You got anything else for this week? No, I think I'm no. good. All right. All right, well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. When we started, we called ourselves the Good Times Happy Trails Super Smiles Fun Band. <laughs> <laughs>